0: gambo arizona sports the local sports leader all right we're into the three o'clock hour here on arizona sports tim ring is in for gambo today the gambo will be back tomorrow but it sounds like sounds like so will tim based off of what we're hearing yeah, the uh the bat phone rang again uh, apparently, apparently apparently this is this is the week for tim ring to, yeah. to do some spot starts around here got bickley and morana on wednesday
1: and then bickley and morana on thursday Get used to the velvet tones of Tim Ring, ladies and gentlemen. Nothing like that four thirty a.m. wake up call. Man, gotta love
0: it. Yeah, but there is something nice about nice about being done at ten. Yeah. Like you can, so you want to go. You want to go shoot eighteen. You can go shoot eighteen if you are maybe a little tired. Yeah. But you want to go shoot eighteen when you're done with the show. You can go shoot eighteen. Whereas here, there's none of that, right? You get home and it's seven o'clock. So it's it, this there's, there's give and take. There's good and bad. You know, yeah. I've done morning radio for a while. It's mostly yeah, the the very fir- hard work. The
1: the, the the first time I actually go play golf after
0: doing the morning show, I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> let me know how that works out. <laughs> um. So I imagine then one of the main things you'll be talking about one of the mornings when you're filling in on the Bickley Mirage. A show, will be the debut of Hard Knocks which is from our Hard Knocks in Season featuring the Arizona Cardinals. There was another teaser trailer that was dropped today. It appears to be from right before the Saints game because the Cardinals are in their jet black uniforms, right? And they wore those against the Saints on Thursday night. And of course, this was back before the Cardinals had won a home game. So we were talking about nearly a calendar year since they had won at home. And the teaser trailer is of Buda Baker giving a speech. And like I said, it's either pre Saints or post Eagles. We're not sure which, but here's what it sounded like. We need to
1: set the f- up. All of us. All of us. Set the f- up. Work harder. F- recover. Watch more film. I'm tired of losing. It hurts my heart. I'm tired of losing at home. We need to get this together. Come on. Let's go, man. I love y'all, boys, man. Let's go, man. Come on, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. I'm tired. Let's go. Love it. Tells me he cares. Yeah, he cares. I mean, that to me, that's way better than a guy showering up, walking out, shaking his head. Are you looking forward going to this? back home? Are you looking forward to watching this? Yeah, of course. Of course, I, I I I have said it before. I, I I loved what the Cardinals did with all or nothing back in the 2015 season. I love. We've covered this league for a real long time, and when we're out there uh, at practices, kind of, or at press conferences, but we're really not behind the curtain. We're kind of kept at arm's distance, even as members of the media. Very rarely do we get to see the sausage being made, how they go about their meetings, what's said in meetings, what they do hour by hour, day by day during the season. Accountability meetings with Mike Bidwill, uh, what, what they're saying behind closed doors. We mm-hmm. don't know that. So for me as a football fan, you know, I just love that stuff. I eat it up. And especially when you have such a close connection with the football team because you cover them. And you know what's happened darn near in every single play, and you've written it down and you've documented it in your notebooks to go back and watch something like this to see how, as an organization, they handle that and try to, in the case of this season, rectify what's gone wrong. I, I'm 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 going to be fascinated to see how much they show because obviously, as a cardinal organization, nothing will be aired. On HBO, that they do not want aired, right now. But there, but there all, but there also has to be, I mean, there has to be some stuff, because the, otherwise the credibility of the show.
0: Oh, sure, there's going to be some stuff. It can't be all rainbows and daffodils, A hundred, right. Right. I mean, because there are no rainbow rainbows or daffodils right now with the. No, 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 it's, it's, it's got to be the hard, some you know. of the hardcore stuff, and that's that's what always concerns me a little bit with a show like this is is that i mean cliff even made a joke about it the other day about how sometimes he won't even notice the cameras are there and in his words man you say something that gets you canceled and i have to look at the camera guy like yeah we're not putting that in there right that that's that's not in the show and and i i envision it i don't know exactly how this works but i almost envision it like the organization has a certain number of Cards that it can you know like 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 void cards that they can play where they go, okay no'pe void that, nope, void that. Yeah, void. Oh, sorry, you're out of void cards. We're going to put that in the show, right? No. Like you, like how many times can the organization say, please don't, please don't, please don't, before the producers go? Yes, yeah, sorry, you're out of you're out of cards to play on that one. We're going to put that one in. You well, know?
1: yeah, I mean, first of all, I, I, nothing that's going to get anybody canceled. Nothing that's inappropriate. Nothing that's going to not only embarrass the Cardinals or a player or coach, but also embarrass the National Football League. Right. That is going to end up on the cutting room floor if something like that is said off the cuff and it needs to be needs to be needs to be edited out but yeah you're right Bernsey. these are tough times behind Car- uh, cardinals closed doors and we're going to hear some of those conversations tomorrow yeah. night.
0: There is no doubt about it. All right, I know you host a podcast with our colleague Mike Jarecki, and I know this is something you guys talked about. I, I'm not sure what did yesterday, day before, whatever. Yep. There was some belief among the fan base that something might happen with Cliff this week uh, after the loss to Seattle. Obviously, it hasn't happened. It doesn't appear as if it's going to happen. It doesn't appear. I think Gambo was here reporting yesterday that you know nothing's happening with Cliff at least for now. Move on. We'll see that can change but for now nothing's happening how do you think the hard knock cameras impact whatever big picture decisions may or may not be ruminated on right now by the cardinals organization
1: i thought it was one of those unique talking points that is worth talking about even though you might not be able to come to a definitive answer even by way of speculation first of all we have no idea if mike bidwell's even considering a change he may be you old.
0: said it really well in the post-game show. We don't know what Michael Bidwell's thinking. We do not. I mean, we're just... We do not. Just, people just speculate. I don't know what, what how Michael Bidwell feels about what's going on right now. You know, very few people know that. So any, you know, for us, to right. we're guessing. That's all we're doing. We're guessing. It's not even an educated guess. It's just a guess.
1: I know he's not happy. He can't be happy. <laughs> I know he knows that right now this is not working. We don't know what he's thinking in regards to the immediate future of his head coach. But having said that, and this is where I thought it was an interesting talking point, if you will, water cooler discussion, or we're graced with the ability to do it on sports talk radio. Those hard knock cameras are rolling. And you wonder if Mike Bidwell, if he was on the fence at all about making a change, would the fact that hard knocks is there showing that, dismissal to the country be something that Mike might not want to do because of that very reason you'd embarrass your head coach it's already embarrassing and tough to lose your job but to lose it on national tv is really really tough and mike and i had a had a good conversation about it mike mike's point was I don't know what Mike Bidwell's is going to do, but you can't let a television show dictate your moves. Totally fair point. Mm-hmm. Absolutely legitimate, good fair point. At the same time, I push back. If he does make a move, it's going to be on hard knocks. You can't. You can't not you show. You can't that. not show that. It blows no. up the whole credibility of the show. So that's got to be on the show because obviously everybody's going to know he's been fired, and then for that to not be on the show. That's no good for what the league is trying to do with this show Mm -hmm. in the first place. Yeah, So I don't, and again, I don't have an answer because I don't know, but I thought it was at least worth bringing up and let people, you're driving in your car right now. Some may think one way, oh my God, no impact whatsoever. Some may think another way and either way is okay. It's just one of those talking points that I thought was at least worth bringing up because I would guarantee this. I don't know if it'll ultimately impact him if he wanted to make a decision, but I guarantee he's thinking about it. I guarantee that thought crosses his mind. You know, if it's we the do, thought about, if do we, we do make th- a move, or we, is we,
0: it the fact that it's going to be on hard?
1: Well, knocks? Well, if we do this, it's going to be on hard knocks, and is that something we want to do to Cliff Kingsbury? Yeah, and I and I, I, I don't I don't know. I, 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 I just, it's a, it's an interesting one. It, 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 and I, and I and other people and listen, we're, Mike and I were not the only ones talking about this. Do a Twitter search. Other media members are talking of about it. Oh, Dan Bickley has talked about it in the morning.
0: So this is not this is not no, we're not breaking not, new it's not ground. like an original thought necessarily, right, yeah, but, but uh, it, it's certainly a conversation because because we don't we don't know. I mean, those cameras are on the present. I, I was at the game on Sunday, and and in fact, I was thinking to myself that I, I was in the media room waiting for Cliff to walk in, and I noticed the NFL Films camera over my left shoulder, and and we'll probably get into this a little bit later. Right. I instinctually sat up, like thinking to myself, okay, if I'm going to be on hard knocks, I don't want to be slouching in my chair with my chewing on my pen, no, you, gotta you know, waiting for a press conference, right? I mean, it's amazing how even subtle as it might be, the presence of a camera and yeah. knowing that that camera could be, that that camera's going to be broadcasting your image to, <laughs> uh, I'm being dead serious, man. Because like, you like, want a good posture on just, national TV. I was just TV. sitting there like slouched <laughs> in my chair and I'm like, <laughs> sit up up, yep. take the pen out of your mouth. Quit chewing on it. Uh, look, look like you're okay. I'm yeah. focused now. I'm paying attention. I'm looking all like a serious journalist here because I might be on hard knocks looking like the fat, lazy guy watching the watching the press conference suddenly in the back ask,
1: row. Suddenly ask a real hard-hitting question. <laughs> hey, Cliff,
0: isn't it true? <laughs> I didn't quite go that far. I didn't quite go that far. But yeah, those cameras, man, they... they, they, they and I don't know. I, I don't personally, again, not knowing any of what's actually going on with the thought process of all this, because very few people do, I, I don't think it would have had anything to do with it, but I think it's fair to wonder if it might, you and, know? And
1: if Mike's not even thinking about a change, it's a moot point. Right. Or as Joey Tribbiani would say, a moot point. Kyle's opinion doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> when we come back on the Burns and Gambo show here with Tim Ring filling in. All right. Cam Johnson's going to be out a month, maybe two. That's the short term. What about the long-term with Cam Johnson. We'll talk about that next here on Arizona Sports.
1: Burns and Gambo.
0: Afternoons on Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. So the report came down today from Brian Windhorst as we welcome you back into the Burns and Gambo show. Cam Johnson is going to take the lesser of the two options when it comes to his rehab and recovery. And he's going to have surgery. He's had the surgery, according to a confirmation by the Phoenix Suns today. Surgery that removed part of his meniscus from his knee, a procedure that should allow him to return in one to two months. Uh, Tim Ring's filling in for Gambo today, and he had mentioned earlier in the show that he had Meniscus surgery on his knee, and, and not that you know, tim 's a pretty athletic guy, not that he 's a <laughs> high level pro or anything, but there are basically two options in front of you when you 're an athlete or when you 're anybody and you have the surgery, you can have you know part of your meniscus removed, which gets you back much sooner, or you can leave the meniscus in the knee. You leave it in there, but you have it repaired. That keeps you out a Longer. long time. The, the risk you run is by having it removed. Later in life, you might have knee problems. You might have arthritis problems. You might, you know, the bone-on-bone bone thing, whatever. The, we talk about, okay, so short-term. He's going to be back in a month or two. And and we'll, we can talk a little bit about what the sons need to do to survive this time without him. But I think we also need to have a conversation about a player in whom we very much want the Suns to make a long-term financial commitment to, right? Like, we were all pining for this dude to get paid this offseason. I've noticed some, not a lot, Tim, but some in the fan base who've expressed concern that Cam Johnson seems to get hurt a lot and wondering if that's, you know, what the kind of big-picture concerns are here with Cam with something like this because it, there have been time last year against the Knicks. He goes crazy, has a great game. We don't see him for another month, month and a half because of the quad injury. By the time he comes back, he was never really kind of the same guy. you know I, I don't know if this conversation is a fair one to have, but I do think people in the fan base are having it about Cam Johnson. Well,
1: you can only you just go back and look at his history. Now, no crystal balls because we've seen guys – that were beset by injuries earlier in their career, they they turn it around and they end up having really nice careers to finish out. I mean, think of Grant Hill, obviously, uh, is the extreme example there. I look like he was never going to play, and then ended up having a really nice NBA career. But for Cam Johnson, you know, the knock on Cam when he came out, and this is probably not why he fell in the draft because I think a lot of people thought the Suns may have overreached for him where they got him. Sure, ended up being a great pick, obviously. But you know, he had the bad hips, and there were concerns that a guy that age would have bad hips. That's usually an injury for people much later in life. And then you know, the quad injury last year not only kept him out for a long time, but Dave, you just alluded to it. Cam is such a rhythm shooter that when he missed all that time, man, you can make the case. And I know a lot went wrong in the playoffs last year, but if folks kind of remember and do a deep dive, Mm -hmm. Cam never quite Mm -mm. was Cam. Mm -mm. When he came back, maybe
0: a game here, a, a half streak, there. like a little yeah. bit,
1: but he was not the consistent deadly shooter that he was pre-injury. So now you you, you are concerned, let's say he's back, if he's back in a month, he's going to miss, I don't know, rough estimate, maybe 15, 16 games. And it's interesting, you and I were talking about it in the pre-show meeting, like, what, what do the Suns do? And, you know, I say,
0: you know, when you... Do you, <laughs> you had talk- a great line on this one. Right. Uh, I'll, I'll set you up. We'll try to right. recreate the conversation. <laughs> I said, okay, so I think we need to have a conversation on the show today, Tim, about, you know, yeah. how the Suns approach Cam Johnson being out one to two months. And your response was? It depends on if it's one or two months. <laughs> hey, say, look at that. We can't take what happened in the show prep room and bring it in here. Look at that. We just perfectly recreated it. I mean, listen, this is it's a big deal. You talk about
1: one month, you're talking about missing 15, 16 games. You talk about two months, you're talking 30. Now, 30 is a big chunk of a season. And then if it takes him a couple of weeks to find his shot... Or to kind of get his legs back, that's a significant time without Cam Johnson. And the Suns are going to feel it in the win-loss record. And I say that not just because of what happened last night. And again, some of this goes back to Jay Crowder not being here, throwing a little hissy fit. Mm -hmm. Is that this loss right now, the loss of Crowder now is exasperated because now you lose Cam Johnson. So you lose a shooter on the floor which allows defenses to sag. You saw Devin Booker and Chris Paul and Bridges have a whole lot of trouble navigating the paint last night. Big time. Passes tipped away, balls knocked away on the dribble, shots blocked. Thank goodness you don't have to go up against Embiid every game. But still, you saw the difference in spacing without Cam Johnson out there. And just the sheer fact, he's their primary scorer now without with Devin Booker. Yeah. And without him, you know, Torrey Craig does a lot of nice things, but Torrey Craig...
0: He's not a high-volume 43% I mean, well, three-point shooter the way Cam Johnson should right, be, will let, be. Let's be real kind to Tory Craig. He does a lot of great things. Mm-hmm. Not
1: only is he not Cam Johnson, he's just really not a great shooter, period. So to put him in that role oh, yeah, as a guy out, out in that wing, I mean, that's just...
0: You get by maybe with a game or two, but they're gonna they're gonna be. It's like we. It's like when Keanu Reeves did a Shakespeare movie. Yeah, no, that's just like hey, I love you, Keanu. You're great in John right. Wick, love you in Speed, but you should not be doing this Shakespeare movie right now. It's and, not working,
1: and there's a trickle down effect because now everybody else. See now, if Jay Crowder were here, this is a real easy fix. Jay Crowder slides back into the starting lineup. Torrey Craig stays on the bench. Yeah. You still need bench scoring help. That's a story that's yet to be written. I think that chapter has to be written. Before playoff time, somehow, some way, somebody on that bench has to be acquired to put the ball in the basket to solidify scoring for that second unit. Yeah, I, go ahead. I'm sorry. Finish it I, I, I was just going to say. So, so with Cam out now, sometimes it's an easy fix, but Crowder's not here, so it's a tougher fix because now everybody's being asked to do a little bit more and a little bit outside of their normal roles, and that can throw. An entire operation of a winning team into chaos a little bit, and you talk about 15 games without Cam. Man, I, you, you hope you you hope you go 10 and five, right? You hope not nine and six. I, I mean, you, I hate to use the word treading water without him, but the way this roster is currently constructed, as long as Chris Paul's not going to be a major scoring threat, yeah, and maybe he can be in the wake of the Johnson and, injury, but they, 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 it's it's
0: going to be difficult, Bernsey. It's going to be thing, difficult. I don't. Mine ten and five. I think they can go ten and five without him. As long as within the context of those fifteen games, Mikel Bridges is more aggressive with his shot. DeAndre Ayton is more aggressive with his shot. Like if there's a if there's a, a, an effort, a conscious effort to say, Okay, it's gonna be a little rough for the next few weeks around here while we've got this designated rough period. Hey, Mikel Bridges, you gotta find your offensive game, you gotta do it now. Hey, Landry Shamit. You've got to be the points off the bench. I mean, that's your gig, man. That is your job. You've got to be instant offense when you come in. Um, DeAndre Ayton, you've got to be a 22 and 14 guy a night. Every You need high-volume shooting, or at least more shooting than what you're doing now. If they do all that, And they still lose five out of fifteen games or eight out of twenty games. I'm okay with that because I'm not really worried about the standings, right? Like not yet. I mean, at some point I will be, but not now. Now you can sacrifice a loss here, a game there, as long as you're being productive in setting up the things that need to be set up for you to have success when Cam Johnson gets back or when you're in the playoffs. You need to you need to establish those other scores. It's got to happen, like now. Yeah. No. Listen, you you're exactly right about ultimate
1: win loss. I mean, the Golden State Warriors in March, I believe, couldn't beat anybody. They were were banged up. They didn't care one bit. All they cared about was getting healthy and they ended up winning the championship. But again, this is what goes back to what I was saying. When a guy like Johnson goes down and everybody's got to kind of bump up their roles and redefine their roles, everybody needs to do a little bit more. And that goes for not only the bench players, or a guy like Torrey Craig stepping into that starting lineup, and then guys on the bench now stepping into Craig's role, but it goes for Aiden and, and, and Bridges as well. Like Aiden had fifteen, uh, Brid, or Aton had fourteen, Bridges had fifteen last night. That's fine and well if Chris Paul scoring twenty five and mm-hmm. Cam has got twenty seven and Booker's got his normal thirty. But the way the, the way this offense is now, you have got to get more out of Bridges and
0: Aiton. No doubt. No 100%. Doubt. When we come back, you've got a severely underwhelming offense, a suddenly reeling defense, which just lost its best player. Somebody's going to get right on Sunday. Who's it going to be? It's next. Tim Ring's filling in for Gambo here on Burns and Gambo. Burns
1: and Gambo. Afternoons on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
0: Sean McVay after the Rams' pathetic offensive performance this weekend against Tampa Bay. Changes
1: have to be made. Adjustments have to be made. Um, we can't continue to go on like this. And, um, you know, what that looks like, I don't necessarily have the exact answers right now. Um, you know, and what I don't want to have anything be misunderstood is that I'm not in this with those guys. I'm a big part of this. I have to do better. Um, We're going to stay connected throughout this, but we do have to be able to look inward and, and figure out what are some of the solutions, changes, adjustments, different things that we have to do to be able to get different results and different production from our offense.
0: That was Sean McVay. As I mentioned, um, the the state of the Rams offense right now is an absolute mess. Their offensive line is in chaos. They've gone through three left tackles, five right guards, three centers, two left guards so far this season. Um, They are three and outs. They had eight of them, nine punts against the Buccaneers. They averaged, this was one of my favorite stats, in the first half against Tampa Bay, they averaged 0.3 yards per play on first down basically a foot they got a foot on first down on average in the first half of their game against tampa bay things have gotten bad in los angeles with that offense
1: when all those old school football people have told you over the years that it always starts up front Believe them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. You know, it's,
1: it's, it's, it's the wise old facts of football, right? I mean, they, if you can't block people and you can't move a man from one spot to the other. To allow your quarterback to have time or to allow a running back to run the football, you're going to have trouble. And the Cardinals are going through a little bit of that right now. Yeah,
0: and we're we're going to talk about the injuries and and its rightful place in kind of our venom and our anger about the Cardinals uh, coming up in the next part of the show. So, um, Because they've been significant. There's no question about that. But I'm thinking back, Tim to the game the Cardinals played 3 weeks ago 4 weeks ago against the Seattle Seahawks their defense was absolutely reeling their defense was remember to start of the season the Seattle defense was hideous oh yeah statistically they haven't even recovered yet they've been playing great the last 4 weeks but they're still st- statistically yep a- Bottom of the league. Cardinals were horrible offensively. They hadn't had D-Hop back yet. They were not performing well as an offense. Kyler was something still a struggle, but at least with Hop back, there's been some signs of life in these last three games. And we went into that game saying it's going to be a get-right game for somebody. You know, and Seattle's probably looking at the Cardinals' offense like, that's our game. That's our game that we're going to get right against them because that offense is terrible. And the Cardinals are probably thinking the same thing about the Seahawks' defense. This is the game. We're going to figure it out offensively. Because that defense is awful. Turns out it was the get right game for Seattle. Their defense dominated the Cardinals that day. The only touchdown they scored, if I remember right, was Chris Banjo in the end zone. This is another get right game now where I'm sure both sides, the Rams offense, putrid as it is, is looking at that Cardinals defense and going, man, they've given up 30 points or more in their last three games. They were 15 of 10 of 15 on third downs against the other, the other day. That is the defense. we And they just lost Buda Baker for the next two to three weeks with a high ankle sprain. It's going to be a get-right game for somebody on Sunday between the Rams and the Cardinals.
1: I guarantee the Rams are thinking that. Buda Baker's down. No edge rusher on the Cardinals' defense has more than two sacks. They couldn't get off the field on third down last Sunday. Seattle converted seven straight when they put that game away in the second half. The Cardinals have now given up more
0: points than any other team in the national football that stat stunned me. I mean that is You know, I didn't I honestly didn't know that until I saw it yesterday. The most points given up in the NFL by it, one especially team, especially
1: when they had that nice string of 20 or fewer points allowed earlier in the season. Y- you wonder I use the term often the regression to the mean. And I wonder if the 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 Cardinals somewhat underfunded defense that is void of a lot of pro bowlers and impact players is starting to regress to the mean. Yep. Like, this is who they are. And we're starting to see that statistically. When the Cardinals took that lead on the Zayvon Collins pick six, the Seattle Seahawks shoved that football down their throat three straight drives. They did. A couple of 13 players, 13 play
0: drives, Mm -hmm. and... Two hundred and forty-one yards in three drives after that pick six.
1: And Bernsey, how about beating the Cardinals' defense on the same freaking play about six oh, times in a game? game? Started about that. By the by the by the way, before uh, we hit the break, oh, l- l- we still got a couple minutes. You're okay. fine. You're fine. Let me let me. What do you think about Jalen Ramsey doing that to his offense after a game like that? Because uh, I got I, I got to tell you. Why well you you think about it for a second. Let me let me tell you what I think. I know he's frustrated, but man, it is a team game. Yeah. You don't fracture your locker room. Put it this way. Look, look at it look at it from this perspective. If the Rams lost a 41-39 barn burner because Tom Brady drove down and got a field goal mm-hmm. after Matthew Stafford had driven his team down to get a lead, could you see Matthew Stafford in the locker room after the game, just shredding his defense? We get a lead with a minute to go, and all those burgers, all they had to do was get a stop. Yeah, I, that just wouldn't happen. Stafford wouldn't do that. Cooper Cup wouldn't do that. Nope. No, they you wouldn't. Know, Cam it, Akers wouldn't do that. But it, why? Why is it? Why okay is Jalen
0: Ramsey okay to? Why, I, I
1: why is that? Why, why, why is that just ch- chucked away as frustrated or passionate to call out? The other side of the football, because if you lose in a shootout, I, I can guarantee you the offensive players wouldn't do that to you guys.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, they should. They. they should. I, I, I mean, the honestly, the only answer I have for you, and it's not a good one, because it, it should never happen. Right? And if it happened here okay, that's the kind of stuff we'd be railing on all day long on Sports Talk Radio, right? If you had met the Cardinals, let's say, you know, somebody, let's say J.J. Watt decides to go off on the offense or, or with the way the defense has played lately, let's say DeAndre Hopkins decides to go off on the defense hypothetically. That's the kind of stuff that, that 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 some fans and some media are like waiting to happen as proof positive. Oh, that's it. Locker room's gone. Room's done. You've you, you got the two sides, Snipping with each other. There's division in the locker room. I mean, that's like, that's like red meat, right? Like, that's says blood in the water for the Sharks. The only reason why I think it's okay, not even okay in L.A., but at least it's not getting the run that it would be getting anywhere else it's because they're the, the defending Super Bowl champs, and sometimes that's just some deodorant, man. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like that's You can say, okay, yeah, the locker room's divided, but we're the Super Bowl champs. Oh, yeah, Jalen Ramsey called out the offense. Yeah, he was in a parade celebrating a championship 10 months ago. That doesn't make it right, but that's like the only thing I can think of why it's not getting more play that Jalen Ramsey called out the offense because they are still the defending Super Bowl champs, and when you do that, it's, it's almost like you're, you've reached this different level. Does that make I, any I sense? I guess, yeah. Like, like it gives you some kind of
1: license to be vocal about it but man where I come from win as a team, loses a team the offense is going to bail you out at some point this year, you're not a perfect player even if you're one of the best to do it at your position nobody's out there perfect but you're all pulling together and you're supposed to stick together when times get tough not pull apart Yeah, and, and even though the offensive guys might publicly say oh that's just Jalen he's passionate we need to do a better job Sean McVay said that yeah I, of course I guarantee you though Burnsy oh yeah Stafford and a couple of those guys are are, are not happy no with Jalen Ramsey oh no nope shut nope. your mouth
0: yep. shut your mouth
1: and keep that stuff behind closed
0: doors all right when we come back here on Burns and Gambo Tim Ring filling in for Gambo here on this Tuesday afternoon Cardinals of the Rams are both plagued by injuries nobody wants excuses for how bad the season has been for both teams but how much of a reason is it for how bad both teams have been we'll talk about that coming up here on arizona sports the local sports leader burns and gambo afternoons two till six on arizona sports the local sports leader all right, Tim Ring is in for Gambo here on Arizona Sports on this Tuesday afternoon. Gambo will be back tomorrow. Tim will be back tomorrow. We, we understand we'll he's going to be tomorrow. filling great. in on the morning show. Get right, up a little earlier tomorrow. Yeah, get to set the, the old alarm clock top for 4.30. morning to you, Letty. we oh, got to do the morning show. we got to get up nice and early for that one. Um, so, okay, this is, this is a conversation that... I, I think in some ways is probably overdue for us to have because it's 347 in the afternoon on Tuesday. The Cardinals lost to the Seahawks is almost 48 hours old. And, and I, look, I listen to your postgame show. You do a fine job uh, with the postgame show Thank after you. every Cardinals you. game. You, you do great. I've done lots of postgame shows, and sometimes that's not always an easy gig. You handle it very, very well. This is going to come across to some as excuse making, like we're just sort of haphazardly defending a team that's three and six and isn't very good. And there's been, you know, coaching suggestions and talk about whether they need to make a switch. What's wrong with Kyler? What's wrong with Cliff's offense, et cetera, et cetera. There is a conversation, a cold, hard reality-based conversation that we have to have about injuries and the role that they play in what we're seeing right now. Now, nobody likes to hear that because for the most part, our, our good friend Kent Summers wrote about this last week. Nobody cares, right? Like, you got a team that's underperforming. Fans generally just don't care about that. It's it's a, like, hey, you were supposed to be good. You're not. You're three and six. Fire somebody. Bench somebody. Do something about this. I don't care that you're injured, right?
1: Plus, the previous head coach, prior to Steve Wilkes, built his entire aura around the theme of Next Next Man man
0: Up. up. Next Man Up.
1: It literally was on the cover of Sports Illustrated right? with a Cardinals player. Yep. Next Man Up. Next Next Man man Up. Hey, you know what, guys hurt? Next Man Up. No excuses. No excuses. Having said that. (laughs) (laughs) Now that we've we've covered ourselves. No, but that's that's why we talk about fans don't want to hear it because they saw the previous regime... Have nothing, they wanted nothing to do with that line of thinking. Next man up, we got a job to do, we're gonna go out there and win a football game. More times than not, they did it. I did, and I know why you brought up the post game show because I did make this a point on the post game show. It is a fact the Cardinals are banged up severely on the offensive line. It's impacting their ability lately to run the football and to protect Kyler Murray. He was sacked five times. How many times in the last couple of weeks have we seen Kyler drop back to pass? He 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 just drops down. I mean, because he's got no chance. Yep. Uh, Shelby Harris right up the middle, right up the middle, past Billy Price. Ladarius Smith right up the middle past Billy Price. Billy's having trouble snapping the ball perfectly every game. Uh, Lakita Smith in there for Will Hernandez. They just, they're, they're just not as good as the guys in front of them. And it's impacting the Cardinals' ability to protect Kyler Murray and to run the football. Now, having said that, Dave, there's no excuse for eight pre-snap penalties. No. No excuse for not being able to get the plays in on time. No excuse for Kyler Murray fumbling the ball in a crucial situation. So this is not, this is not the reason. It's not helping matters. And yeah, maybe if, if, if Rodney Hudson and Will Hernandez and Justin Pugh were out there and Hollywood Brown and Zach Gertz and DeAndre Hopkins were out there doing their thing, would the Cardinals be better? Yeah, obviously they would be better. Would they have a chance to win more football games? Yeah, probably. But it doesn't excuse the mental and physical mistakes we're seeing time and time again out of the football te- uh, team. So that's where th- that, that's where the the aggravation and the frustration comes in.
0: Yeah, it, it, you, you can use it and you can talk about it to a point. It, it, and, and I think for me the biggest reason why I've never cared that much about injuries as an excuse is that it seems to me that if, if 17 times a year guys that weigh anywhere between 225 and 335 pounds are slamming into each other for 60 minutes every single day it's going to happen. And outside of the Minnesota Vikings who apparently... You know, their prayers are answered. Nobody ever gets hurt on that team. They're eating their Wheaties up there or something. Every single NFL team's got to deal with some degree of injuries. Now, some are worse than others, but every team in this league is dealing with a guy or two or three that I. okay. perfect example. I can't believe I'm using this as an example. The New York Football Jets, they lost their all-everything rookie running back a couple weeks ago in Brees Hall. That guy was running over dudes every single Sunday. They lost him, and everyone's like, oh, boy, it was fun season. That was great, but now Zach Wilson's got to win his football games. Forget that. It's over. They just beat the Bills on Sunday, right? I mean, like, so it's—you you can only— The injury thing only goes so far to explain everything. And it it doesn't explain all the stuff that you mentioned in addition to the timeout snafus that have, you know, it didn't happen on Sunday, but it's plagued this team for weeks, right? It's part Part of the story. Um, the, The lack of the deep passing that doesn't explain everything. It's they lost their offensive identity. Some of that has to do with their offensive line. But in the National Football League, for me, the reason why people don't care, man, everybody's dealing with some version of this, and you just got to kind of figure it out.
1: I mean, that's the thing. If you need all 11 starters to be healthy at all times, to have a functional offense. You're in the wrong business. Your offense is flawed, and there's something very, very wrong about the way you're doing business. Yep.
0: I'm you, you, sorry. You're in the, you're in the wrong bit. You're in the wrong business. If that's what you require to have your offense functioning at a perfect level every week,
1: and you go from wrong one business. of the best offenses in the NFL through seven weeks, you lose De- DeAndre Hopkins, and all of a sudden you don't you, you 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 can't find the end zone. You can't move the football, and they still can't. Hopkins is back. Well, Brown is down now. Well, we can't. You know, we don't have Hollywood Brown. We got some linemen out. I mean, this offense has not been functioning at a moderate level. Since really that Bears game in Chicago last December. And, and even then, if I remember, wasn't that game? They weren't, great. Game, the they weren't even were great that day. The Bears were awful. The Bears were giving
0: them short fields all yes. day because they kept turning it over. It wasn't even that great of an offense. They scored a bunch of points, but it wasn't even that great of an You know, I thought, I, I,
1: going back, like, listen, when McCoy filled in last, last year, I mean, they lost the Panther game, obviously, but like that 49er game, I thought the offense looked really good. That was the game where they're throwing screens to Connor and he, Eno was trucking guys. That, but remember, they also got the benefit of a lot of 49er turnovers yeah. in that game. Game. Yeah. So really, this offense since what? the middle of last season just hasn't been it, dynamic, Bernie, it hasn't—it just hasn't put up a lot of points. And obviously, we don't even want to talk about what happened in the playoff game and one of the all-time worst performances by a National Football League team in the history of the postseason. And then this year, it's just been a constant uphill battle with this group, and Kyler seems to be regressing, and. Again, it goes back to the original point of the conversation. Man, if you need everybody to be healthy at all times, you've got problems. It's not going to happen in this league. Ever.
0: That's what drove me the most nuts about the D-Hop thing was, okay, he gets suspended, and I get it. You're a better football team with him than you are without him. You're a better offense with him than you are without him. You had all offseason to figure out how to coach to win six games without DeAndre Hopkins all offseason it didn't catch you by surprise it wasn't like last year it was like oh damn d hops out okay we got to improvise on the fly you had all offseason to construct an offense that was going to that was going to be functional without d hop and you couldn't do it you, and that was before the giant swath of injuries attacked this team on the offensive line the way they were still beat up to start the year don't get me wrong but that that I, i'll never get over how unprepared they were for no d hop when they had all offseason to prepare for and it.
1: Cliff even admitted it. He said, I didn't do enough. I didn't do a good enough job scheming ourselves to a productive offense, putting points on the board in the absence of DeAndre Hopkins. Yep. So he knew it. He had all spring and summer and fall to get ready to do it. And it was still. And the guy who's got the offensive background who's here because of his ability to out-scheme the opposing defensive coordinator, still can't figure out a way to get this offense functioning
0: at a high level again. We've got the Burns and Gambo Show podcast. You can subscribe right now on your iPhone and your Android. You'll never miss any of our show. The Burns and Gambo Show podcast is brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty East Valley. Get a higher price selling your home. Get guaranteed offers. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. A lot going on in sports that we haven't even talked about yet. We're halfway home here on Burns and Gambo. We'll hit the reset button coming up on Arizona Sports.